0: Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Episode 8, Maggie the Elder.
1: At first, I thought nothing of the Seneca Falls Convention. I honestly never thought much about women's woes. I never cared for the politicians or the activists or the whatnot. There's something liberating about being above the fray. But as the days grew near, numerous powerful entities began to descend upon our city. And I started realizing that the Fox sisters, who had been taking the town by storm, were about to become the smallest fishes in a very large pond. Magic mirror
2: on the wall.
1: (laughs) Still, I thought it would be an easy sell for Maggie the Elder. Never one to shy for the spotlight. <laughs> no. At first, the willing participant, now the racy exhibitionist. We rarely had a confrontation.
2: Magic
1: mirror on the wall. But she was becoming keener than I thought. Who's the most haunted of them all? Me? Surely you must mean Katie. And on the eve of the convention, we had our first serious route. As with most things, it all started when Adelaide opened her mouth.
3: Well, I, for
1: one, am very excited about the secret train.
3: Shh! The what? I mean the, uh, sacred train. Sacred train of... Life. Oh, Adelaide.
1: It'd be lovely if you didn't speak aloud. What secret train? Not every thought needs to emit from your mouth. Will someone fill me in?
2: I'm so confused. Is someone going on a trip?
1: Yes. Who? All of us. When? Tonight. Tonight? Since when? Since... I, I don't know, Maggie. It was an impromptu thought. Oh, okay. So, uh, when were you going to tell us? I don't... I was working my way up to it. And
2: where to? Hmm? The secret train? To Seneca
1: Falls. This is bullshit. The convention? Yes, the convention. Feel free to tell me all about how dreadful and inconsiderate I am for the short notice and the blah blah, blah blah blah. Is
3: it the Underground Railroad? Yes. Then I'm in.
1: You're in?
2: Well, I'm out. Have fun on your midnight voyage. Now, wait a second. Let me get this There's a line of denizens outside waiting for a seance, and I intend to deliver it to them. Whoa.
1: Am I in some sort of parallel universe? The reclusive shrew is up for a social gathering, but not the starry-eyed
4: socialite. I think um, there's a certain type of clientele on Fridays that Maggie tends to look forward to. um,
2: They're boys, Adelaide. Boys my age. No need to be vague about it.
4: Ah, of course. Flower
1: factory, boys. Admittedly easy on the eyes.
2: I look forward to Fridays.
1: Well, I'm sorry if the sudden change of plans has interrupted your social calendar.
2: What? Social calendar? What? What social calendar? Are you mad?
1: The boys of summer can wait. Friggin'
2: sweatshop parlor. Sweat up to me. You've got us cooped up in this house all day
1: long doing your bidding. Well, What the hell are we arguing about? I'm offering you a chance of adventure. To get out there and mingle with the grand Illuminati. Yeah, for your own means.
2: For your own agenda. What agenda? Who the hell knows? But one thing is certain: every decision that Leah Fox makes benefits Leah Fox. Rubbish. Other than the occasional shopping
1: expedition, oh, which you love,
2: which you don't participate in, as Adelaide handles the
1: excursions, as well as she also bankrolls your increasingly elaborate wardrobes.
2: Yeah, which in turn embellish the show. It's always.
1: About the show. Am I supposed to lament about all the provocative fishnets the vixen bestows upon herself?
2: I wouldn't think so, seeing how those fishnets bring in half the fucking clientele.
1: Well, one of you was blessed with the power of divinity and fuckery, and the other one endowed with the power of seduction. But let's be perfectly clear. That wasn't by my design. That part of the act was well-crafted between the two of you long before I came to Hydesville. You
2: call it an act, yet you're the greatest fraud of them all.
1: Your greatest sham is preferring sex over sacrament. <laughs> okay, I think we'd all feel a lot better if we simply ate our food rather than threw it. Did Fuck I'm quitting good. If quitting family was an option, believe me, sister, I'd be first in line. Oh,
2: there'll be a show tonight. I promise you that.
1: Great. Just so long as it's on the railroad. And you? Yes. Abnormally quiet, a sudden.
3: Mm. Am I?
1: Day in, day out, causing a stir or a fuss or confrontation and now, suddenly, you're amenable? It's very suspicious. I'm
3: sorry. Was there a question in there? Where's the objection? Are there bondsmen on the trail? Maybe. Yes, probably. Then I'm in?
1: No. It's something more than that.
3: What's the connection, anyway? <laughs> I enjoy time with them, simply. I like the way they sing. I
1: sing, you sing, we all
3: sing. Not the way they do. Their songs are their own. They sing of pain and redemption, tragedy and loss. They sing songs about freedom while you croon songs written by well-bred composers from foreign lands. Where do you get off disparaging me? Slaves bound for freedom have real plights with real souls. As opposed to? As opposed to when I first looked into your eyes, valiantly searching for something. Nothing arrived.
1: You little snot.
3: A vapid wasteland. I pulled you out of the ashes of death, plucked you out of
1: obscurity, emboldened you, and nurtured you into relevance. Oh, Leah, you're no martyr. Lavished you with the best food, a better life, your favorite dresses. With the money that we generate. As your legal guardian, I assure you, I'm not sitting pretty. We all have to pay the piper, Katie. Someday you'll learn that. We have to share our profits with people and
3: entities you couldn't possibly imagine. (laughs) It's easy for you to say legal guardian. Because you're not really a mother or a sister. You're not even a distant aunt.
1: Okay, Katie. I'll bite. What am I? Illuminate me.
3: You're a carpetbagger. A turncoat of the highest order. What are you talking about? Reeking of opportunism. You'd sell us off in a heartbeat if we weren't filling your coffers or furthering your interests. Fucking...
4: (laughs) Katie, darling, that's... That's not
3: true. Please take that back. Adelaide. I love you, but you simply don't have a grasp on darkness. What's that supposed to mean? It means you are optimistic and pleasant and simple. And I'm envious in the most complimentary way. But there's a malignant growth occurring inside my sister. A thirst for power I want nothing to do with. Now, I'm going to head upstairs to convince Maggie to join us for Seneca Falls. If we're good here.
1: Is there anything else you'd like to get off your righteous chest?
3: Ah, yes. Just one more thing. I'm not going to Seneca Falls because you invited me. Okay, then why? Because I was already invited by Amy Post.
1: The funny thing about control is you never know you have it. Until you start losing it.
0: This is The Foxes of Hydesville, starring Carrie Mulligan, McKenna Grace, Christina Lucado, and Phoebe Tonkin.
1: Of course, we couldn't actually go on the Underground Railroad. That was a ruse. Maggie found this out in record time. So, you lied to us. There's no sacred train. You wouldn't have come otherwise. You lied to us. Look, I don't want to be doing this either. None of us know what we're walking into, but we have to play the game. And we're
2: clearly on a
1: not-so-secret train with commoners. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the Underground Railroad is neither a railroad nor is it underground. Great. It's actually an elaborate web of secret roads, gates, fences, and trails, built in such a way that when you enter them, you simply disappear. So then, where are we? On a parallel route. I guess we're always on a parallel route, maybe. Yeah, always on the road less taken. We entered the loudest assembly of conflicting voices I had ever heard. The suffragettes, engineers, politicians, protesters, all hollering and appealing to their respective factions.
2: Look at all these people. Chapel is busting at the seams. You can call this a convention, but I'm gonna call this a party.
1: That's the Maggie I know. My brain hurts. And there's my Katie. Well done. Holy shit, there must be a thousand people out there. Yep, so let's fix our faces with smiles and get this fucker done. Follow me, I don't want to get separated. Two young lads from the Post Coalition quickly approached us. Uh, Miss Fox? Yes? Uh, We'll need to usher you in. The power of the Post was no joke. We needed protection, and they certainly provided it. Underneath the chatter, I heard our family name murmured. Somewhere in all the chaos, there was Josiah Bissell, waiting for the right moment, I presumed. The convention was filled with suffragists, Quakers, activists, and women of stature from all over the country. However, there wasn't a man among them.
2: Hiya! Uh,
3: I thought there would be boys.
1: Yes, I forgot to mention.
3: Well, screw it. It's invigorating. It's nauseating.
1: Packed in like sardines. Hush now. Here comes your new friend, Amy. Stand up straight.
5: Mrs. Lucretia Mott, this is Leah, Maggie, and Katie Fox. Lovely to meet Likewise. Girls? So lovely to meet you. Hi. Mrs. Mark is the country's leading suffragette.
1: Very influential. Though this was true, there was another larger-than-life Libba about to make her debut.
5: Elizabeth Cady Stanton is about to change the world. Leah, darling, take the girls over there. Are you barking? That's the haughtiest section of
2: the room. Quickly. Stanton is on in two. Morning, everyone. My name is Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Personally, I
1: never thought much of her. Just another one of those uppity bitches from Johnstown.
2: I'm sure some of you think I'm just some uppity bitch from Johnstown. Well, it's true. But whatever you think of me, know this. Only a woman alone can understand the height, depth, length, and breadth of her own degradation.
1: She had me at hello.
2: Think, if a woman had a right to vote in this government, would all these laws affecting her interests still entirely violate every principle of her right and justice? Had a woman a vote to give, might not the office holders and election seekers propose some change in her condition?
1: I'd never before seen a more rapt audience.
2: Men like to call women angels. To feed on her what they think is sweet food, to nourish her vanity, to make her believe that her agency is so much finer than their own, that she is not fitted to struggle with the tempests of public life, that she desperately needs their care and protection. But make no mistake, it's the carer who provides the protection, such as the wolf gives to the lamb. Wow.
3: She's magnificent. She has it right. I'd rather be a wolf than an angel. That's not what she means, Katie. I want to hear the end.
2: The Declaration of Independence states that all men are created equal. I tend to disagree. All men and women are created
1: equal. That is all. A star was born. But when you're in a room like this, filled with the most powerful women in the West, perhaps there'd be room for one more star.
4: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We often find ourselves caught up in meeting the needs of others, rarely taking a moment to reflect on our own needs. Constantly giving without considering ourselves can leave us feeling exhausted and overwhelmed. However, therapy can provide us with the necessary tools to achieve a better sense of balance in our lives. With BetterHelp, you can continue supporting others without neglecting your own well-being. Starting therapy is a significant step, and if you're considering it, I encourage you to give BetterHelp a try. What sets BetterHelp apart is its online platform, designed for your convenience, flexibility, and compatibility with your busy schedule. No need to worry about visiting a physical office. Everything can be done from the comfort of your own space. You can sign up for BetterHelp online quickly and easily. Once you fill out a brief survey, you'll be matched with a therapist that's right for you. But if you're not feeling completely comfortable, you can switch therapists at any time at no additional cost. BetterHelp is more convenient and it's more affordable than in-person therapy. No uncomfortable trips to the office, sitting in a waiting room. Just professional help from the comfort of your home. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com F-O-H today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com F-O-H. Hey, Foxes listeners. I don't know about you, but sleeping in the summer is usually a hot mess for me. Finding the perfect temperature in my house and in my bed is a nightly struggle, and I usually wake up just sweating and miserable. Summer is meant for frolicking and playing outside, and I need good sleep to have the energy to do that. That's where Linen comes in. I've tried these out myself and can confirm there is something so refreshing and so crisp about new bedding. I've learned about all the different styles online and picked the one that worked best for me. The one that I got was the Luxe Teen Sheets. They have a buttery soft feel and luxurious finish that will make all types of sleepers feel amazing in their bedding. According to Wirecutter and Good Housekeeping, Brooklinen has the best sheets, but it's not just them. You can trust their 100,000 five-star customer reviews. Like me, they've done their research. They make building your indoor oasis to escape the heat a breeze. The options are endless, so do yourself a favor and simplify your shopping by bundling bed, bath, and both. When you bundle, you can save time and up to 25% off your new favorite home essentials. So shop in-store or online at brooklinen.com today to give yourself the cooling sleep you deserve this summer. Use promo code FOXES for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use promo code FOXES for $20 off plus free shipping.
6: Hey there. This is Troyan Belisario, and I'm so incredibly excited to tell you about my new scripted fiction podcast, Adlusom. I created and wrote this show alongside my good friend Josh Close, and I also play Phil, a highly skilled technician who works for a fictional pioneering tech company, Adlusom OI. Our story begins as the company prepares to roll out a game-changing new update to their corporeal augmented reality assistant, or CARA for short cara with presence ups the sensory experience users will not only hear and see their caras but also feel her company in the room but once unleashed on the general public what other nefarious uses could people find for presence ad is a grounded sci-fi thrill ride you won't want to miss starring chris pine olivia wilde and me alongside fiona shaw clancy brown and many more follow AdLusome on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now to be among the first to listen.
0: The world is pretty strange, isn't it? Yeah, a lot stranger than you might think. Are we talking cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, that sort of thing? Oh, hell yeah. Only every week on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hi, I'm Michael McMillan. I'm Bryce Johnson. And I'm Riley Bray. Each week on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast, we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. Sasquatch. Check. Aliens. Obviously. Dogman. I mean, let's not get carried away. Sometimes we chat with actors and comedians about weird stuff they've experienced, like how did this get made, to Paul Shear? Other times we talk to experts about the realm of the unknown, like Monster Quest producer Doug Highcheck. We also do deep dives into topics like Roswell, Men in Black, even the abominable snowman.
3: So check out new episodes of Bigfoot Collectors Club every Wednesday on Wood Elf Media or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Your reality may depend on it. August is here and summer is winding down, but we are here to help you plan your perfect end of summer break. On the Strong Sense of Place podcast, we explore different destinations and discuss what makes them special. We talk about the landscape, the culture, the local food. And then we recommend five books we love that took us there on the page. Whether you're looking for a beach vacation, a city break, or solid company for a road trip, we have something for you. Binge more than 50 episodes of Strong Sense of Place wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What made Amy Post powerful was that women, as an entity, had no party lines. She was a dyed-in-the-wool activist. Whether it was the women or the blacks, when you start tallying up all the minorities, you suddenly have a very large platform.
5: Wonderful speech, Lizzie.
2: I sense a tinge of sarcasm. I thought the end was a bit over the top. It's a negotiation. You need to go 20% extra to get what you want.
1: And the meal break... I finally began understanding the potential motives and machinations of the unflappable Amy Post. For some reason, all the leaders of this ambitious movement were seated with us, the three random witches at the end of the table. And who do we have here? Amy, introduce me to your guests. This is my dear friend Leah and her sisters Katie and Maggie Fox. Tis a privilege. Fox. Sounds very familiar.
5: All men and women are created equal? Can't wait for the lambasting on that one. All press is good press, Lucretia, isn't it? We're not getting press, Amy. And we're simply not equal. But we are. Really? And what makes the youngest girl in the chapel an expert on parody? Believe me, woman.
2: In death,
3: we're all equal. That's
2: it. Speakers to the dead. Am I right? Speakers to the dead? Correct. Oh, Boy, I bet Amy's been grappling with the political pros and cons of this affiliation. Well,
5: maybe I just think they're real. Give it a rest, Amy. They bury us in the press. Lucretia, I've spoken to my dead daughter. Every day they receive front page fascination while
2: we're buried near the obituaries. I
5: assure you, Matilda was right in front of me, Lucretia. I'll
2: admit to being guilty of engaging in the palace intrigue. Perhaps one day I'll drop in.
1: It's a dollar. Um, what Katie means to say is, we normally charge, but for you, simply a bit of advanced notice so we can prepare for the best possible experience. What do you prepare, exactly? The ambiance must be just right for a seance. It's a delicate thing. Ah. You seem skeptical, Lucretia.
5: I'm curious their abilities without preparations.
1: Me too. Oh, let's make a wager. Name it. A wager?
2: Well, I'm a believer. I'll bet you a $3 bill from the Bank of Rochester that if they go on stage,
1: you'll be
5: convinced. Done. I'm not sure when this is a proper venue, Lizzie. You brought them here, Amy. I'm sure there's a purpose. They are my guests. You've met them. That was the purpose. Have I already won the bet? Fuck it. I'll do it. Be mindful of your language, young swan. It's a chapel.
2: Okay, well, try telling that to the dead. I can't do it. On your own. Wait, what? Wait, you can't do it? What do you mean you can't do it? No, no, no. Because a
1: couple I... of firebrands over um, here.
2: Actually, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. Um, uh, I've got a sore throat, so. Uh, Leah,
6: bring them to the atrium, and we'll make an intro. We- Leah,
2: Leah. So, slight change of plans.
1: Katie's not able to do it. She said she won't. Uh, just uh, give us a few minutes. The right mindset is crucial, unless Mrs. Mott objects. Whatever you need.
3: I want to go home. Lie in bed.
1: There is no home. There is no bed. There is only the moment we are in and whether or not you deliver.
2: She's sick, Leah. The meds are wearing off. That's your
1: problem. I'm not having egg on my face because the two of you don't know how to keep your mouth shut. I'm not going up there. You'll go up there or I'll change the fucking locks. I'll send you back to Hydesville with nothing but the boat fare and a petticoat. Leah? You gotta cancel it.
2: Whatever you do, you just you just gotta cancel it. I tell guess. them, tell them something. Tell you're them that Katie's really sick. I can't do this. I can't do it alone. You know, I can't do it alone. I need Katie. You'll be great, Leah. Don't make us do this. I'm begging you. Ladies, our movement depends on new generations. Those just beginning their journey through womanhood. Give them a chance, or you're no better than the brass. I
6: present Katie.
2: Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Hi. I'm Maggie, and oh Jesus. Uh, and this person barfing is my sister Katie. <laughs>
3: Katie. Katie. Say something. I'm enjoying my lunch. Me? Quick, I've I've never started before. She's
2: frozen.
1: Um, uh, uh... Katie, you tremble. Do you feel a spirit's presence? Oh, shit. Her eyelids shuddering, Katie dropped to the floor. And then Maggie took the baton.
2: Spirit, spirit. In the walls.
1: She became possessed. Do you heed us, when we call? And at that moment, they right fuck weren't laughing at us anymore?
2: If you are with us, use two knocks for yes, one knock for no. This spot, this very spot where I stand, the dead team all around us, a host of women spirits, wronged women, unaware of their lack of will, their lack of authority, their lack of agency, their lack of standing in the world.
1: They didn't know whether to run or hide or bow to the altar. Stanton you.
2: Maggie Fox, do these spirits send a message? Come on, Maggie. They say. They send their salutations. They ask that, that, they that they you do not, do not scream, scream nor fear them. them. They will help you. They say they say Corinthians. There will be a seance at Corinthian Hall. God sends his benevolent army of strong womanly angels to bolster this convention, to continue our work at Corinthian Hall. We will ask the spirits of wronged women how to forge ahead, how to right our wrongs, how to help bolster our mission to heal.
1: Lucretia Mott just lost the bed.
2: They say... They say it will be magnificent. I can see it. Four nights at Corinthian Hall. I see us there.
1: Maggie the Elder was born at Seneca Falls. And with Katie born in Hydesville, I wondered if all three of us, the Fox Sisters' troop, might be born at Corinthian Hall. But... Just as I was marveling at Maggie's incredible premonition Her face drew long Something clearly troubling her deeply
2: Wait I see everything
1: Except And then she looked at me And said
2: Katie isn't there
0: Katie isn't there The Foxes of Hydesville stars Carrie Mulligan as Leah Fox Phoebe Tonkin as Adelaide Granger McKenna Grace as Katie Fox Christina Brucato as Maggie Fox with additional roles by the criminal content players including Dwayne Hill Jim Conroy Mara Casson, Nancy Nagrant Directed by Sean Christensen Written by Sean Christensen and Caroline McGraw Executive produced by Kerry Mulligan, Sean Christensen, and Gabriel Mason. Co-executive produced by Mara Kasson and Christina Brucato. Produced by Brendan Hubbard and Adam Volerich. Associate produced by Nick Masetti. Sound design by Brandon Jones. Composed by Darren Morsey. Editing, mixing, mastering, and additional music by Nick Masetti. Additional editing by Sean Christensen and Adam Volerich. Marketing lead, Ellie Kotapish. Production assistance by Melissa Fitzsimmons. Artwork by Lon Chan. Credits read by Natalie Press. Special thanks to Dave Williams, The Invisible Studios, and Fancy Film.